Bernhard Longer is rejoining us on the David Glenn Show. Bernhard, welcome back. How are you? Thank you, David. I'm very well. I hope the same for you. Thank you very much. I am doing fantastically well, and I happen to have a 14-year-old son, Bernhard, and I thought of you as I was having a recent conversation with him because we all know you as a golfer, but we did not know you as a 14-year-old or around there growing up in Germany. You've told us that your mom and dad knew nothing about golf, <laughs> and yet here you are. Remind us of how you ended up as a golfer rather than maybe the hundred other things you could have been. Right. Well, David, it all started with uh, I was nine years old, and my older brother carried, and he came home with a few Deutschmarks in his pocket every time he got a bag. So uh, I told him, hey, I want to earn some money, too. We come from a poor background, never had any pocket money, anything given to us, and had to wear hand-me-downs and so forth. So I started uh, to caddy and, you know, fell in love with money, more or less. And then <laughs> through that, uh, you know, fell in love with golf as a caddy, and we were able to practice and play as caddies. But uh, I did my nine years of school, which is basic in, in Germany, and... Uh, decided I'd rather work than go to school, so you young people don't listen to this now. <laughs> and uh, So I, I went to, once I finished my school, I took my parents and we went to the Institute of Job Placement. And the gentleman behind the desk said, well, young man, what do you want to do with your life? And I said, uh, well, I want to become a golf professional. And I could just see the face, the eyes, and then <laughs> he goes, well, what is that? You know, so I'm going, well, it's like a tennis Pro giving lessons to amateurs who play tennis. I want to give lessons to people who play golf. And he said, well, give me a couple of minutes. I'll see if I can find any documentations on, on such a profession. <laughs> Came back and said it actually was not a recognized profession in Germany at the time. And here I am, 14 and a half years old with my two parents. And the guy literally says, well, young man, you should really learn something decent before you <laughs> do anything like that. But, uh, I, I, I guess uh, uh, I just continued to press the issue, and my parents finally gave in. I got a job as an assistant pro and, and became uh, got my diploma as a head professional three and a half years later and then joined the tour, so that's how it all started. Bernhard Longer is joining us on the David Glenn Show. I am really glad you shared that story years ago and glad that I was there to hear it, and I appreciate you uh, revisiting it once again. I think the world full of golf fans is glad that that particular fork in the road turned out this way. Okay, more recently, there was another fork in the road of your career that probably even those who could describe, you know, a master's title that they remember on TV or your other many accomplishments, first in Europe and, and more recently here and, of course, now on the Champions Tour, which brings you back to North Carolina next week. We have a golfer here in North Carolina, Bobby Clampett, of course, who was a part of of another massive fork in your life that I don't think as many people know about. And you were this rich, popular, handsome, great wife, lots of money person, and yet you felt some emptiness in your life at the time. Tell us how things proceeded from there. Right. I just, you know, you you describing me after winning my first Masters, the green jacket in Augusta in 1985. And uh, the Next morning, I had this emptiness inside of me, even though I was world number one. I just won a master's. I had money. I had fame. I had cars, houses, and a beautiful young wife, and everything you could ever think you need to be happy. And uh, yet, I had this emptiness, and, and something was missing. So I drove on from Augusta, which many do, to down to Hilton Head. 
to play in the Heritage Classic tournament and play the practice round with Bobby Clampett. And at the end of the day, on Tuesday afternoon, he says, uh, why don't you join us for the Bible study tomorrow night? And I go on Bible study? Well, what exactly is that? <laughs> I mean, I was raised Catholic, and I went to church. I was altar boy. I had a lot of that background, and I still prayed, and I actually believed in God. But uh, anyways, I decided to go Wednesday night, and uh, the uh, chaplain of the tour was talking about the passage from uh, the book of John, John 3.3 3 and John 3.5, literally where Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a religious leader uh, from of the Jews, and he said, you will not enter the kingdom of God unless you're born again. And I'm sitting there thinking, born again? What is, what is that? <laughs> I haven't heard that, you know, in the, all the churches I've been through and all, or, or went to. So uh, this was fairly new, and, and at first I saw, well, he's using a different Bible than we used or whatever, and but that's not the case. <laughs> so uh, to make a long story short, you know, a few months later, I knew exactly that this was missing in my life. I did not have a personal relationship with Jesus. I had never given my life to him, uh, and uh, I was just hoping there was a, a God and that I could live a good life and earn my way there. And the Bible says nobody is so good that they can earn their way there, but no one is so bad that God couldn't forgive them their sins. And through grace, we are safe not, and faith, not by our own deeds. So there you go. Uh, that, that was my uh, conversion to Christianity, and I'm uh, forever grateful. I actually stayed with Bobby Clampett last week at Pebble Beach Great. Uh, two days ago in his place over there. That's where he grew up, and uh, we're still very good friends to this day. Well, I'll tell you what, Bernhard Longer joining us on the David Glenn Show. I hope you never get tired of telling either of those stories because most people would love to be able to share, you know, one life lesson. You you have two of the all-time classics that I've ever heard, so thank you again for recounting them here. Bernhard Longer, member of the World Golf Hall of Fame, and he is back here in North Carolina next week competing in the SAS Championship, which he won a year ago. You can learn more. Prestonwood Country Club in Cary is the venue October 7th through the 13th details at sasschampionship.com we're sort of used to seeing you compete on the champions tour we are not as familiar with legends like nick faldo uh colin montgomery also both of those guys will be in carry next week what do you think it means for the tour as a whole when you take the group we've already appreciated uh, and you add, among others, some of the other biggest legends like Nick Faldo and Colin Mac- Montgomery. Well, I think it adds to any tournament and to any tour when you have uh, Hall of Famers uh, participate, when you have major winners and, and champions participate who played the game for many uh, decades and uh, and done very well. Uh, and and certainly Nick Faldo and Colin Montgomery are, are in there. I mean, Nick has won, I believe, six majors and was world number one. Uh, Colin won seven European Tour money titles in a row and has numerous victories under his belt. So they're both uh, very well known in the golf circuit. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Vijay Singh made his debut on the Champions Tour. So whenever you have guys like these uh, join a, a tournament or a tour, uh, there's certainly uh, help and they're, uh, what you say, uh, magnets for the yeah. for the golfing crowds that come out and they want to see those kind of guys because they have known them for many years. 
I forgot another life lesson that you taught us years ago, and I wanted to ask you, you, of course, would not have played in the President's Cup that is going to be kind of front and center in the golf world, along with events like the SAS Championship here over the next couple of weeks. But uh, you played on, what, 10 Ryder Cup teams? You had some fantastic highs and some low lows. Is there anything about that sort of competition that you miss even as you, of course, are doing fantastically well, two-time major winner on the Champions Tour, the Masters Championship we mentioned earlier on the regular tour. Is there anything different about the President's Cup we're about to see, the Ryder Cup that you are participating in, than the mostly individual nature of the sport that we all celebrate? Oh, everything is different. It's totally different. Yeah. And you can. it even comes over on TV. I mean, the Ryder Cup, to me, is the greatest golf event there is me too uh, uh, it's just the emotions that spill over from the players from the caddies from the crowd even uh is, is second to none it's, it's just fascinating to to watch on tv and it's even more fascinating to play i mean i remember teeing off sometimes in the Ryder cup and they cheer you from the very first tee all the way down to the first green and all the way around all 18 holes yeah and and they applaud when you hit it in the water. <laughs> other crowd, <laughs> and uh, and they boo when you make a putt. You know sometimes. So it's just uh, a very unique event. But the the thing that I love about the Ryder Cup or Presidents Cup is their team events. We don't have a lot of team events. Uh, as I told you already, yeah. I was never an amateur, so I never participated in many team events. And I just embrace them. I love them. I've always enjoyed playing Ryder Cups, World Cups. Uh, Dunhill Cup used to be a team event that's very, very few and far between. Yeah. I just embraced it and always had a great time. It is fantastic for the fans as well, no doubt about it. President's Cup coming up, of course. The Ryder Cup, not as many happy headlines for the Americans, at least. Uh, Bernard Longer is joining us on the David Glenn Show. The belly putter ban, uh, or the anchor, I guess I have to use the term, the anchored putter ban. You have used that form of putting? Uh, the PGA Tour has adopted the ban on it. Uh, what's the best way to describe your place in that debate as someone uh, who was one of those who, who made it so popular? Well, you know, I was never asked. I was never invited to any debate. Um, <laughs> it was all done by other people, and I'm sure they've, uh, you know, seen spectrum both from both sides. Uh, I personally don't really see the need to do that and and I tell you why because if it's that easy to putt to putt with a long or belly putter where would you anchor why isn't everybody using a long putter or belly putter yeah. there's only about 10 12% maybe 14% of golfers using it and when you look at the big headed driver who's using that everybody 100% yeah. of golfers have a big headed driver why because it's a great advantage who's using hybrids everybody because it's easier to hit a hybrid than a one or two or three iron it's just that simple but not everybody's using a long putter because it's not easier or an, or an anchored putter if it was easier and they would make more putts i guarantee you everybody <laughs> like tiger woods or anybody else would be using a long putter but it's not bernhard langer check him out at the sas championship next week as we let you go and thank you for your time i don't know if you've ever seen the uh, advertisements here in the U.S. where they use the phrase comfortable in their own skin. Um, you've always seen mostly that, but given your place in your career, given those wonderful stories you told us about spiritually and otherwise, 
do you have you ever felt more comfortable in your own skin on and off the course than you do right now? Well, I felt uh, comfortable in my own skin ever since I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal yeah. savior because that was really that that was the missing part and if you have that everything else uh, takes a different priority. And that that was the main step and everything evolves around that and and uh, you you better be comfortable. <laughs> you know, whatever happens, I mean today we had a government shutdown. Right. That's all, you know, part of the big plan. God is in control, God is in charge. It's not a surprise to him and uh in the end, we're going to be with him and uh, celebrate eternity with him.